All right, everyone. Welcome back to the SMC Dallas podcast. I'm your host, Mo Salas. This podcast exists to establish and equip college students with topical discussions to help y'all walk with Jesus and impact others for a lifetime. Guys, I want to welcome on our guest today for the podcast, all the way from Arizona, Dave Edwards. Dave, pumped to have you on, man. What's up, brother? I'm glad to be here. Yeah, dude. Hey, we're going to have a good time today. Dave, today I thought we could talk about one of probably the, the biggest hot button issues you know, on the college campus. Our last pod was about relationships, major topic on the college campus. But dude, this one today, I think might rival it. Uh, dude, wanted to talk about alcohol and the party scene. Come on, so, let's go. You feel ready for that? I'm ready for it. Let's dive in. Come on, dropping a bomb. Well, dude, first question, man, why do you think, why do people drink alcohol in college? Why is it that you know, you think of college, I think the majority of America thinks of alcohol and parties. Why is that the connection? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think there are a few different reasons why people drink in college. Uh, honestly, this might vary campus to campus. Also, we were just talking about the uh, national championship game even before we started. And uh, I could tell you why people at TCU drink. Uh, they're Oof. still hurting from that game. <laughs> they're, they're trying to <laughs> That's <forget>. true. <laughs> so I could tell you, some people, it's football. I went to University of Arkansas, and uh, same thing, man. We just needed a little bit of peace. We needed to forget those games on the weekends. <laughs> and so uh, we were drinking, trying to for, forget what happened to the Hogs um, down in Arkansas. So let me tell you a few other reasons, though. I, th- I think peace is a big one, no doubt. Um College is a really stressful time. I don't know about your campus, but at mine, one of the biggest things that students struggle with is anxiety. And so, you know, when they look around, they're trying to figure out how to deal with anxiety. Uh, For most people, it's alcohol. I would say another reason would be belonging. Uh, You want to be a part of the in crowd. And so if you go through rush and you join a fraternity or a sorority, and 95% of the people in your house drink, do you want to be the weird kid, you know, sitting on the sideline, not drinking? No, of course, of course not. You want to be, you know, you want to be in, you want to be having fun with everybody else. I also think of uh, courage. That was a big one for me. I was a Lambda Chi at Arkansas. And um, man, just everybody needed a little bit of liquid courage. We had pretty girls, you know, every once in a while would find their way over to Lambda Chi and we wanted to talk to them, but we didn't know exactly what to say. And so you take take a few shots, you say something, hopefully it sounds kind of smart. It usually doesn't. The girls leave and you laugh about it. You know, you had that liquid courage going. So for me, those would be the big three, peace, belonging, and courage. Yeah, man. I I mean, I think, yeah, regardless of the college campus, those are probably pretty prevalent on all of them right? The, the desire for peace kind of quell the anxiety, I think is probably the biggest one that I see, uh, yeah. just to escape, escape the pressures of the day. Yeah. Those are the exact reasons why I drank before I followed Jesus. I didn't know where to find peace when I was getting demolished by, uh, that math class at Arkansas that we all had to take. Or, uh, you know, when I got dumped by, uh, my girlfriend, sophomore year, I didn't know where to find peace. Um, and so I, I, you know, I turned to alcohol. 
Um, same thing with belonging. I wanted to be the guy in my PC who other guys wanted to spend time with. And so what better way to do that than, than be the guy who's going to go the hardest, you know, Thursday night, Tuesday night, Maui Monday, we had Monday nights as well. Of so I, if, if someone is listening to this and, and they drink for belonging or peace or courage, I a hundred percent can see where they're coming from. Cause I was there. That was me. Yeah. I mean, man, I, I hope people are, are able to, to recognize, man, maybe this is kind of the, the root reason why I'm turning to alcohol, but dude, for, for the Christian, for the college student who starting to walk with Jesus, man, wanting to, to handle alcohol in a way that's godly, uh, how do they do that? Right. We're still going to feel those desires for belonging, for peace, but how do we not turn to alcohol, uh, and potentially turn to, to Jesus to fill those. Yeah. So when you follow Jesus, essentially you've begun a new journey, right? You were living one way, you start following him, and now you are learning how to live life his way, a whole, a whole different way from what you were doing before. And so I think it starts by looking to God to meet those needs, belonging, peace, courage, you open up the Bible, you, you scroll through the pages and you find a God who meets those exact needs and so many more than, than even those three. And so I think it starts with bringing those needs to God, learning what it looks like to seek peace, uh, in your time with God, just slowing down and, and, uh, bringing your anxieties to him and, and asking him to give you his peace. Uh, looking to him for belonging, bringing you fellowship, bringing you people who are going to build you up, you know, and strengthen you in your faith, looking to him for courage. Um, one of my verses for this morning actually was Isaiah 41 10, right? Where God says, um, fear not for I am with you. And those words just kind of ring in my ears a little bit throughout the rest of the day. Like if God is with me, okay, I can have courage that need is met i don't need a counterfeit version of courage because my creator is with me so i'd say start start with finding your needs being met by god and second i I think i would ask myself the question as a christian what is the most wise thing that i could do with every day not just every day but but even like every moment uh earlier we were talking about psalm 90 verse 12 this is a prayer to god and it says, so teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. So as a Christian, I, I want to realize that my time here is limited. And I want to do everything that I can as a Christian to make that time count for eternity. I want to become wise. And so I want to look at alcohol kind of with those, almost those lenses on, hey, how can I use alcohol, if I'm going to use it at all, how can I be wise about it? And we can break that down a little bit more if you'd want to, but I think wisdom is kind of the, the key there for the Christian. How can I be wise when it comes to alcohol? Yeah, dude, let's, let's break that down. What does it mean? What does it look like for the college student to handle alcohol wisely, right? Is does that mean, Hey man, I never drink. Does that mean I only have a, you know, a few on a Friday night or 
or, you know, I only get drunk on special occasions. What's, what's the wisdom, right? Where's really the line? Question. I think is probably the question everybody's asking right here. Where's yeah. the line? It's a really good question. So as a follower of Jesus, as a Christian, um, I could draw a clear line in the sand when it comes to getting drunk. Um, God's clear with us in Ephesians 5, 18. He says, do not be drunk with wine, right? But be filled with the spirit. And so it's pretty simple right there for wisdom. Uh, I'm not going to get drunk ever. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's, I think we're close to Mardi Gras. I started seeing king cake <laughs> being sold in the stores out here, which we're a long way from New Orleans. So I don't know what they're doing selling king cake in Tucson, Arizona. But even around Mardi Gras or uh, Cinco de Mayo or, or things like that, or uh, what do you guys have at Texas? Uh, it's not row week. What is it called? Roundup, baby. Roundup, baby. Yeah, Come I remember on. being a high schooler at St. John's School down in Houston, just dreaming of going to Roundup one day. <laughs> hey, even at Roundup as a Christian, man, I'm not going to get drunk. When it comes to everything else, you know, before that line in the sand of being drunk, I really think. I really think Christians need to be thoughtful in how they're going to handle alcohol. So for me, when I first started following Jesus, it really, it started out with a period of me just saying, Hey, I need to be completely sober. And the reason was that I had been basically drunk two to three nights a week since I was a freshman in high school. And so that was years and years of, of basically being dominated by alcohol. I, I knew as a new follower of Jesus, I just need a sec to kind of, figure out this new journey that I'm on of following him. And I don't need this distraction in my life. So for some people, yeah, you know, you mentioned, well, Hey, do I just not drink? That would actually be really wise for some people. Uh, I would say a few more thoughts there for a Christian. You really do want to live for your purpose over your rights. If you're over 21, can you drink? Of course, absolutely. Totally legal. No big deal. Um, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, verse 12 says uh, to a, a group of Christians, you say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. What is he saying there? He's saying a Christian doesn't become a slave to their rights. They actually take their rights and are willing to give them up and live for their purpose. Uh, which is something far greater than their rights. So I would I would live for my purpose over my rights as a Christian. Um, I wouldn't cause others to stumble. So again, I don't want to drink in a situation that's going to cause um, other people to stumble in their faith. And let's see, what else can I give you for wisdom? Here's one, and this one is huge, especially for a new follower of Jesus. I would commit to clear boundaries. So if you're not going to drink, I would communicate that to someone, uh, maybe a peer or someone who is helping you grow in your faith. They just need to know, hey, here is my boundary. If you are going to drink in situations where you really feel like, hey, this is a, this is a wise situation. I'm not going to cause someone else to stumble. That's fine. You also just need to communicate those boundaries to someone. When is it that you're going to drink? Where is it that you're going to drink? How much are you willing to drink? For me, I had a two drink max in college, uh, really because I didn't want to tiptoe the line, right, between sober and kind of buzzing a little bit. So you need to have really clear boundaries when it comes to alcohol there. Totally, dude. Clear boundaries is so key, right? Because 
it's it's easy to walk into a night and say, oh, I'm probably going to have two to two to three. And then you have that third one. You're like, I'm not feeling anything. I'll have another. And then, man, next thing you know, you're at a place where you didn't think you would be. And so all of a sudden, totally man, you just wake up, you know, in College Station. You got no idea how you got there. <laughs> Exactly. And you want to get anywhere but there, you know, (laughs) last place I want to be. (laughs) So true. Oh man. Well, dude, I've, I've loved kind of sitting here learning. It sounds like you, Dave, have a ton of wisdom on this. And so dude, question for you, where was it like when I'm assuming it was in college, just based on how you're talking, but what was it that helped you get a handle on alcohol in a godly way? Is there anything that man, you chose to do or, or to not do that helped you get a, a, you know, ironically a sober perspective on alcohol. Yeah, Mo, it's been a journey, right? So I, I described earlier, when you start following Jesus, you're, you're living this whole new life. Um, you're learning a new way to live. I decided to go to Kaleo. I looked up to some guys in my fraternity who had been to Kaleo a few times before. And when I looked at their life uh, as older men who were following Jesus, I was like, man, I, I, there's, a, there's a clear difference between them and me. I want to get to where they're at in their maturity um, in their godliness and how close they are to God and how, how much they inspire others in their faith. And so I decided to go to Kaleo, and it was the first time since my freshman year of high school that I had any amount of sobriety. I'm at Kaleo for nine weeks that year, sober relearning how to have fun. I actually have a Pike here at Arizona who just started following Jesus. And for the first time, uh, he's had a few weeks of sobriety. And he said to me a couple weeks ago, Dave, this is, this is the first time I've been sober in years. I'm relearning how to have fun. That's what I did at Kaleo. I learned how to have a great time with great people without the need of, of alcohol, you know, to try to make it a good time. I think so many people out there can benefit from Kaleo because that's exactly what you do. You kind of, not only do you grow close to God, not only do you grow really deep friendships that continue on after Kaleo, but you relearn how to have fun. Um, And in that, I think there is a lot of wisdom when it comes to being a follower of Jesus. Man, verse that comes to mind as you're saying that Luke 2.52 kind of uh, in a Mm. nutshell tells us, tells us what Jesus did during his adolescent or collegiate years. You know, it what says in the first thing, Jesus grew in wisdom, right? In wisdom and in stature and favor with God and man. And so, man, I think about Kaleo as you're talking, I'm like, dude, that sounds like a great way to not only grow wise toward God, right? To, to learn about God, but also, man, how to navigate all of these different aspects. Because alcohol is not going away. Dude, that's a part of life. And so how do I handle it? in a wise way, both now in college and kind of build that, uh, build that wisdom for the rest of my life. And so, yeah, dude, man, just- I'm 27. I'm still around alcohol, right? I still, um, need that same wisdom that I learned at Kaleo all those years ago. And so, yeah, anyone who's considering it, I'm like, man, get there, enjoy it, have the time of your life grow close to God, grow close to those godly friends who are going to be there and walk out of Kaleo way wiser than you were before. Totally. All right, Dave, man, we've had a blast having you on here, dude. Um, listeners, if this was helpful for y'all, I, I hope it was, you know, let people know, share it, tell your friends, subscribe, all that jazz. 
Uh, and man, I encourage you guys, as Dave and I were just talking about, man, ask someone about Kaleo. Kaleo could be an incredible opportunity for you uh, to grow wise in regards to alcohol and in regards to so many other things. But y'all, that's it for today. We'll see you guys next time on the SMC Dallas podcast. <laughs>